Oh boy. I don't even can't even buy Sounds like you're in the mood to uh, be funny on the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> and to be light. And <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> definitely. like technical difficulties for 20 minutes. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a real like uh, foreplay situation, I think, is, is how I'd characterize it. Yeah, Nathan's wet for podcasting. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. See? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Think Outside the Box Set once again. We are back. Guess who's back? Back again, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> I'm Nathan Hunt, and I'm Cameron DeWitt. I apologize for the timing of missing last week's episode. Right before that, that would have been that would have been episode eleven, the final episode of season twelve, which is happening now instead. But uh, a few things happened, but most importantly to me personally is I had my second son. Hooray! And by I had, I mean, my wife gave birth to. Ah. But I had him too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was right there. <laughs> Good for you, Cameron. <laughs> yeah. I, and I helped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thumb to self. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I had to go on a little bit of a paternity leave, but. Um, I plan to continue recording this uh, because this is one of the few things that I, you know, have to do regularly. And especially during these, these strange days of the pandemic, I'm going to need an excuse to like uh, talk with someone other than the people in my home. Yeah, this is, uh, this is some way of, dealing with social distancing i've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately it's almost like having friends yeah it's actually been like really comforting to me to hear like podcasters like uh processing like their you know the surreal uh nature of this situation yeah Uh, it's it's been giving me a lot of uh comfort listening to griffin and david from blank check going like uh, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm anxious. <laughs> need to go outside. I can't be healthy unless I, uh, uh, you know, go to the movies every day. Oh, um, that's right. Those guys that. are constantly going to the movie theater. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, or uh, listening to Sawbones and hearing them do updates on the coronavirus and stuff like that. And like, it's, yeah, it's helpful. So, uh, yeah. we are happy to be that for you now. Yes. And, uh, I went through so many, like so many thoughts to myself, like what kind of bits or jokes could I do? And I just, I couldn't come up with anything good. What's what's funny. What's funny about (laughs) a worldwide pandemic. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's a tough subject matter. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, all that to say, uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, we're glad you're with us, um, and we're thinking of you, and we hope everyone's doing okay. Yeah, find... Uh, you probably have some friends who are doing live stream concerts. I'm just speaking as like a person in the entertainment industry uh, who might be having a tour 
canceled soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you find one of your friends who's who's a professional musician doing a live stream concert and uh, watch it and and pay them for it? Yeah, that, there's an idea. Uh, I j- last night my family sat down and watched Jake Blunt, one of my dear friends, who's a professional musician, makes most of his income being in person performing mm-hmm. or teaching workshops or doing, you know, lecture series or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was great. He was just in his living room. We were in ours. And uh, and then I donated as if it was just a normal show. And I, you know, there could be some silver lining, which is people getting more on board with the idea of supporting things through the internet and um, engaging in more real ways instead of just mindlessly scrolling. Mm-hmm. So I encourage you to do that if uh, you have anyone in your life who is, you know, trying to make the best of of this situation. So support them. Yeah, absolutely. Be excellent to each other. Oh, and along those lines, uh, on Get Up in the Cool, on the Get Up in the Cool feed, my other podcast, uh, every Friday I'm releasing, I mean, every as long as people submit them, uh, I'm releasing... Uh, bespoke concerts for the Get Up in the Cool audience from past guests of Get Up in the Cool who are professional musicians and are losing income right now. They've been laid off. Uh, And you can start there. And what's great about that is you can listen to a concert while you're doing something else. Uh, So, (laughs) even better. The great thing about that is you can listen while not having to pay attention to it. Isn't that great? (laughs) I just mean like, uh, you know, it's hard to actually sit down and like watch something because they're, you know, hard to look so at some of these responsibilities people abilities yeah. that people have don't require your brain, but do require your eyes and your hands. Oh, that's yeah. So, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So that's all I mean. Yeah. So you can start there. Check that out. Uh, I got some fun stuff. Yeah. Saved up. Yeah. But anyway, we're, we're here to talk about Eminem's final album. <laughs> Forever. For the time being. Uh, and it's called Music to be Murdered by. Music to be Murdered uh, by. A perfect album to, in these times. Yes, he had very good timing. <laughs> As we're all about to be murdered by this <laughs> fucking virus. Exactly, yeah. He tried to warn us. We didn't listen. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, so, put this on. Yeah, it, uh, it came out, let's see, um, like a month ago, or two months ago. The end of January, I think. Yeah, it like shortly after we started this season. Yeah, so it's it's very new. Um, funny enough, it he kind of embraces um, some like trap music and stuff, even though he's been criticizing it for the past couple albums. Yeah, he's been appropriating like some of those styles, but under the guise of uh, parody and pastiche. Yeah, it's fair use. But now he's just leaning into it yeah he just his whole hog embracing it yeah embracing his whole hog that's right oh boy (laughs) oh boy um also there's like this weird alfred hitchcock connection thing because um it is a uh there is a i mean i'm reading off wikipedia here uh, there's a jeff alexander album alfred hitchcock presents music to be murdered by the one and only Alvin oh. Hitchcock ever released. Interesting. And uh, Eminem quotes a lot of those like spoken word pieces. Um, and I, yeah, I don't really know like what 
he's why he chose that or what he's doing with it. It doesn't seem yeah, to there's like like one tie-in song. Well, there's at least how many murder songs are there? There's a mass shooting song that yeah. ends up being a political statement about mass shootings in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a song about him murdering his stepdad. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there's a song, I think, about him murdering his haters through the act of rap. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, and I think that's it. Yeah. In fact, but Wikipedia... as much as it gets tied in. Wikipedia lists one of the genres of this album as horrorcore. Yeah, I've, I remember reading that going into it, and I feel like the stepdad song was the closest it got to that. That did kind of sound that, like... It felt, yeah, kind of sounded ICP-ish. It did, like a, a better executed ICP, a little mm-hmm. less goofy. Yeah. and uh, But yeah, that's about about it in terms of that genre being represented i think mm-hmm. yeah and uh no i mean i guess i guess the mass shooting one as well that's they love <laughs> random violence yeah they they all love random violence yeah yeah um what was i gonna say oh i also helpfully pointed out to cameron and i'll now point out to you this album is 64 minutes long and it has a score of 64 minutes on metacritic now, what does that tell you? Hmm. Uh, everything I need to know. Now, uh, to journey with me on a little, a uh, little uh, trip to to something that I call uh, QAnon. Now, if you add up all the letters <laughs> in "music to be murdered by," <laughs> and Donald Trump is trying to warn 64. us, <laughs> and Donald Trump is somehow some sort of weird embedded spy in the government and is secretly communicating with all of us. And this is definitely not paranoid um, schizophrenic rantings that lots of people are taking seriously, including Roseanne Barr. Is it Roseanne Barr or is it Rosie O'Donnell? I, I can't tell those two apart. I literally, Cameron, Cameron, I kind of, I have a problem. I, I have a little problem where sometimes I cannot figure out which celebrity is which. And it's, it's not good for this specific pair because one of them is really bad. And I don't know what the other one, if the other one's good or bad, but I know I one of them the is very bad. the other one's fine. The other one's fine? Yeah. Which one is the fine Probably. one? I gotta know. I mean, I'll forget it instantly, of course. <laughs> but... Uh, Rosio Barr. Rosio Barr. Roseanne Donnell. Roseanne Barr Donnell. <laughs> Episode title, maybe? I don't know. It's not, <laughs> not the strongest. I mean, I never promised to be funny. <laughs> And I feel like I've succeeded on that promise. Uh, so let's get into the songs. Uh, we're yeah. not going to talk about all the songs. There's too many of them. and 20 uh, of them. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, this is another album where I get bored. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> There's at least one song that I think is great like from a storytelling perspective. And then there's some pretty impressive rap moments. Mm-hmm. But then there's also a fair amount of Eminem just like kind of not murdering his his darlings, killing his darlings. Ah, which is ironic considering this is music to be murdered I by. <laughs> that's that's clever, Cameron. Props to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good it was job. On purpose. Definitely. 
if you're not familiar with uh, the concept of killing your darlings, it's where murdering it's, your darlings. It's basically just it's editing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just basic editing. Like, uh, yeah, just because you think that it's really clever doesn't mean that it's that it is. And uh, and it often means that you're like, just showing off and in a very yeah. annoying way. And they're uh, to borrow another aphorism uh, or another turn of phrase from uh, Blink Check. Mm-hmm. There are some pretty sweaty moments. Yes, <laughs> he, he. There's some effortful moments in his rapping in terms of like I, ideas and jokes that he's trying to make, and then there's just some straight up dad jokes that are <laughs> corny as hell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, but I actually kind of like those. Eminem. Right, he's so a dad. Uh, you know, he is a dad. He's a dad, and he's. He's been a dad a long time. He's been a dad He's a been long time. Storing him up. Yeah. He's wearing a suit on this album, and everyone knows that dads wear suits and ties and hats. <laughs> I don't know why he's wearing a hat, because that's that's not referencing the Hitchcock album, because Hitchcock's not wearing a hat. I don't know what he's he's got like a shovel and a hat and a tie and a suit. Maybe he's finally going bald. Oh, maybe he is. Although the alternate cover he's he's not wearing a hat and he's he seems to have a fairly strong hairline. I mean, it's might be receding a little bit, but seems okay. Anyway, it I guess we okay. can move on regardless from regardless <laughs> of his hair, whether it's receding, it's all okay. Yes. I guess we can move on from discussions of Eminem's hairline to some of these song lines. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good oh, segue man. that ties everything together. And how dare you laugh at it? Uh, it's I'm laughing from just joy. Mm, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm, Love yeah. watching you work. Yeah. Let me see you work, 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 work. I I don't like that song. Anyway, uh, I'm waiting for you to play a sound. Oh yeah. Or something. Well, I was gonna I was <laughs> I was gonna ask you if you wanted to talk about premonition or not because it's it's like uh, kind of an intro thing. I guess it has some music, but. I guess we can listen to I it. I mean, yeah, he he does a whole verse. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah, let's do it. They said my last album, I sounded bitter. No, I sound like a spitter. Ninety percent of these hypocrites are trying to get rid of. But why would I get a chip on my shoulder? I was considered one time as the illest. Bitch, I'm still as fly as a zipper. True, I just get richer. But if it was ever all about thriller, then. He's still as fly as your zipper, Cameron. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's not. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, he. Uh, yeah, he just listening to people with chips on their shoulder is just like I don't know what it is. You could just smell it when it's like earned or not. You know? Yeah, especially when he just protests like, to so say he, he claims to not have a chip on his shoulder right at the same time it's, it's like, like why are you even doing this you clearly here? do dude <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's funny our, coming friend, f- our friend eminem needs to listen to a future guest of the show sorry future subject of the show taylor swift song shake it off oh i think oh yeah oh uh so here here's a here's he a little uh, uh, a bonus um as as some of our listeners might know, uh, Cameron and I also do a second podcast every week. It's called uh, What's in the Box Weekly. It's a little weekly mini show for supporters. And uh, because we've had a, a couple weeks where we haven't made one, um, there was a movie that I saw that I didn't talk about called Little Monsters. 
um, which I can recommend. It stars Lupita Nyong'o as a teacher in Australia, and she's leading a tour group of kids uh, through a petting zoo when it gets attacked by a zombie outbreak. Whoa, that sounds great. Yeah, it's super fun and also kind of horrifying. Um, Having kids there raises the stakes a lot. And uh, very prominently featured is uh, the song Shake It Off by Taylor Swift, sung by Lupita Nyong'o and her male lead, or co-lead or male counterpart, whatever, uh, accompanied by ukulele. And they get like the kids to sing it and stuff. It's very cute. That sounds very twee. It's a little twee, and she's wearing like like a, a bright yellow like summer dress. But Lupita Nyong'o like brings this hard kind of crazed edge to her character that really elevates her and prevents her from being kind of a just a run of the mill uh, manic pixie dream girl. You know, I haven't really seen her in many things. She's so fucking so I would, good. I, I've only really seen her in like Black Panther. I would love to see her do something different. Have you not seen Us? I haven't seen Us. Oh, dude, you got to see Us. She's really good in that. I guess isn't she Maz Katana? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maz Katana's pretty great. Yeah, she's I mean pretty the, fun. the 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 acting right and the performance is pretty great. Yeah, I'm I not mean, crazy about the fact that Maz Katana is a union buster. Oh, right. Yeah, I do appreciate the cool uh, suit they had her wear, though. Uh, it's very lifelike looking. Uh, <laughs> I like that she's horny for Chewbacca. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> I'm also horny for Chewbacca. Chewbacca. <laughs> and I like seeing characters I can relate with. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Taylor Swift, Eminem. Uh, it's, it's funny seeing Eminem and the ways he responds to criticism because uh, sometimes he's just like, yeah, you know, you guys are right. It, that last album wasn't very good, or I went way overboard yeah. on those weird accents and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes he just gets so fucking defensive. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't... If you're defensive, it's not bragging. It's not <laughs> swagger. Yeah, and he, he doesn't even, like, address the criticism in any substantive way. He's just like, they said my last album, I sounded bitter. No, I sound like a spitter. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's kind of weird to use spitter that way. I mean, I, I guess people use it to mean, like, you can, you're can you rapping or you, like, are uh, projecting game, as they say. I sounded like a person who is rapping, is all he's saying. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I sounded like a cobra. <laughs> sounded like one of those snakes that's just, like, gleeking venom all over the place. <laughs> gleeking venom. Oh, that's, that's, I'm calling it now. That's the sequel. Let's go. Tom Hardy, sign up. Gleeking Venom. Uh, I have a sound sample. Uh, this is some, the height of his victim complex in this song. Mm, I would argue. Can't wait. Oh. So I, I guess I didn't catch the part where he's saying that Rolling Stone gave him two and a half out of five stars. Mm. Wait, what did you think it was? I no, I just didn't include it in the sound sample. Oh, oh, um, I th- that's what you mean by. But it. that's the context. Yeah. So he's saying that he got two and a half stars out of five. And he's saying that that doesn't mean anything to him because they gave uh, bad 
that album i think it's I'm an sure acronym michael for bigger and deafer oh interesting at least genius yeah. putting okay, it so on Hello, caps. Cool J. yeah yeah uh ladies love cool james yeah what can i say but not the ladies at Rolling Stones. All, all of those ladies that are writing reviews yeah. back then. Oh boy, they, they had did not love all that cool female editorial and leadership staff. The female executives, they yeah. were not into Cool James. Um, I thought it was he was talking about the Michael Jackson album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says because sure that's what that they gave bad back in the day. And I was like, oh, okay, you're comp- okay. It's interesting to compare yourself to michael jackson and it's also weird yeah, that, given your history yeah <laughs> cameron uh, did was it ever like conclusively figured out one way or the other if mj was innocent or not i still don't know uh i mean wasn't there an hbo special that was like pretty damning yeah but then there were also people who were saying it was like just a hatchet job and it was not real too like i I don't know. Well, the, the Jackson estate was definitely saying that. Yeah. But also, I I heard other people were also saying that. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe I, someday. Yeah, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to say. Uh, he would be, he would be an easy person to accuse that of. Yes. Because it seems like, you know, regardless of, of, of what truly happened, uh, he did not conduct himself in in a very decorous manner. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and and definitely crossed some boundaries, if not um, committed if crimes. Not, like, yeah. So uh, here's an interesting <laughs> lyric: uh, about to pick up some weights and lift till my tattoo of Haley's face stretches. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bizarre it's it's a good like visual image i mean it's it, yeah it's really weird and bizarre uh, especially because <laughs> according to the image on the genius the tattoo is like almost up on his shoulder yeah. which is not generally you to- <laughs> where you put on a lot of muscle you know yeah i mean it depends on which exercises you're doing i guess so i don't know about any <laughs> but i'm sure that there's one I'm like I'm like moving my arm around and trying to imagine what I would have to do to get big. delts. That's what that is. Is that what that is? <laughs> Listeners, write in uh, and, and just fix all of the shit that we don't know anything about. Just get just. This fix is all just all false ignorance. humility for me. I'm going to come clean. I'm actually I've been diesel this whole time. Oh my god! I wasn't. Well, I wasn't going to say that you're shredded like lettuce, but now that the cat's out of the bag, <laughs> yeah, he's he's fucking ripped. Uh, um, I contain uh, multitudes. Um, uh, uh, should we move on? Yes, we unaccommodating? should. Uh, yeah, unaccommodating. We really should. To the scars where my brain goes. Same pack, same fiend, selling the same clothes. Pinocchio and my pistol, they got the same nose. Me and my niggas gotta eat, we share the same stove. Case closed. I think that was my sound sample. Oh, too. yeah. Um, or one of them. Uh, yeah, because uh, even Dre knows. Dre know. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Dre know, liquid plumber. I don't know why there's a plunger, but it all works together somehow. Plunger? I hardly knew her. 
Uh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I only really like that joke when uh, the one doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> That's definitely the best times. It's the best yeah. of times, and it was the worst of jokes. Uh, speaking of worst of jokes, uh-huh. do you want to play my sound sample? Uh, yeah. Get the plunger, plunger's muscle in your may go. Plum crazy, call us liquid plumber. Cause even Drano. That's, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it's what we just listened to. I forgot that that was the dad joke. Yeah. He uh, says Thanos, which uh, I think in the movies they've been pronouncing it Thanos, right? Uh, yes. Well, Nos. I think Thanos. <laughs> yes, but also Thanos. no. Thanos. Thanos. Not Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> Is that not what I said? What did I say? You said Thanos, but it's Than... Fuck. <laughs> Cameron, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I feel like you're gaslighting me. I need you to come clean. <laughs> it's it's Leviosa. <laughs> Uh, Thin Mints. What? I believe it's pronounced Thin Mints. I don't get it. Uh, so there's a really tasteless lyric in here. You don't say. About him shooting up a church. Mm. You want to play that one? Mm, yeah. Play, play, play the sound sample that says, does this asshole realize how much he looks like Dylan Roof? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. I hmm, I don't know. I I feel like ugh. it's hard to say if he's like operating on a level of irony or like playing a character. Um, because I th- I think he's just saying he's bad and he's evil and he's a monster, which is like a not a new idea coming from him. Later right. on, he says, I'm like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yes. Also a timely and tasteful reference. Um, yeah. Who, by the way, I believe uh, has coronavirus. He's got the Rona. Yeah. Uh, uh, as well as Rand Paul. Yeah. I feel a little bit more schadenfreude for Rand Paul, considering he was the only one who voted against some like coronavirus uh, response bill a while back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I I don't it's know. Gonna it, take, it's going to take a lot more to make up for Tom Hanks. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> um, the the reason I think you I, I started thinking maybe he's talking about a character is when he says, "Ain't shit I won't do just to get a few YouTube views," because that sounds like something like one of those uh, Logan Paul motherfuckers does. Yes. Um, rather than yeah, Eminem, the, the, you know. Yeah. Is yeah, a, so you think he literally might be playing a character that's not supposed to be based on him in this in this song? Well, I don't know, because it's because not that many lines earlier he says, "I'm back with Andre, baby," and the doctor's operating, but he never put no scrubs on from Snoop K Dot to Shady, so he definitely like like drops the name of his alter ego. It's just like yeah, yeah, he's he doesn't seem like he has ever done any of those like YouTube. Uh, prank like uh, view grab kind of things yeah I mean on the other hand like his Shady's main thing is being as shocking as possible yeah that's true so which honestly like <laughs> there are so 
<laughs> the amount of shocking stuff that we're exposed to every goddamn day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just like, uh, yeah, Eminem, it, yeah, it's just, it's just nowhere near as potent as it was once upon a time. Exactly. Yeah. Although he still loves to say the R word. He really does. Like he, he refuses to. Like he started saying it recently and, and he's leaning into it. He refuses to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and good for him for sticking to his guns. You know, all these liberals and the PC police just coming along and cracking down on everyone's free speech. I'm just glad that some American can stand up for their, their, their rights. You know? Yeah. What if I just became one of those guys? Huh? That'd be pretty funny, right? Yeah. So he says, I am the complete opposite of these retards who spit these weak bars. Um, yeah, it just seems so lazy, you know, to like... You don't say. There are so many great ways to to just insult someone. I feel like it's so much more insulting to say to someone, like, you have all of your capacities in your garbage. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like like you have no excuse. Uh, you're, you're neurotypical, and and you're uh, I can't stand you. Yeah, <laughs> like that's just so much more potent. You know, I mean, it's like the uh, it's like in his first album, like you know, who who the fuck uh, gave you the mic and said that you could flow? Point him out, man. I want to know. Yeah, like that kind of <laughs> <laughs> that was. I love that moment. Oh man, I yeah. I long for those days. Yeah. <laughs> He just got so mad at the person who was enabling the uh, the dumb person. He, yeah. He's like, he, did, he wasn't even mad at, at the guy. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you can't help it. But the guy who gave you the mic. Yeah. I guess that's a word that I, I've been trying to stop saying dumb as well. I don't know where the line is because, like, I don't know if, there, you know, there hasn't been an outcry yet very publicly about certain words. Like, are we just sort of chipping away at them? It's, I, I, I still want like a shorthand word for just obtuse isn't quite right because it feels really pretentious yeah. in most circumstances. It feels pretty obtuse if you ask me. Yeah. I think fool is non, non-offensive. But what about all the, the fools? <laughs> offensive to fools. <laughs> like that doesn't have a specific meaning, does it? Other than just. Or maybe it does. I don't know. It, well, is there a Cameron, way to call Cameron, someone unintelligent? Court jesters have a have a, a real <laughs> bone to pick with you now, Cameron. All those oh, floppy, uh, uh, jangly jesters and motley are going to come knocking on your door, and then you're going to be sorry. <laughs> fools rights. Fools rights. <laughs> um, uh, I would join a well, movement called Fools Rights. Fool's representation matters. Mm. Uh, and that's why uh, this show is so important. <laughs> <laughs> Let's nice. talk about you going to learn. Yeah, okay. I feel like I might. Oh, well, by the way, mm-hmm. un- unaccommodating is not about anything, right? Oh. So um, we don't need to synopsize it? Not it's really. It's kind of just like posturing and macho and stuff. Uh, it, it does... It does have the notoriety of um, being infamous kind of already and been being called out by a lot of people uh, because in Eminem's verse, he says, but I'm contemplating yelling bombs away on the game like I'm outside of an Ariana Grande concert waiting uh, because he's alluding to apparently in 2017. I did not hear about this, but uh, in Manchester, uh, there was a suicide bomber who killed 23 people and wounded over 100 others at an Ariana Grande concert. 
Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And Shoot. so, uh, well, yeah. I mean, Eminem did, mm, I guess, hmm. According to Genius, uh, Eminem did raise almost $2 million for victims of the Manchester attack by sharing a charity appeal on Twitter. Uh, and that was in 2017, like right around the attack. Huh. Oh, my God. I, I went to the article here, and Eminem is looking extremely pale in this shot. <laughs> uh, like sickly pale. You Gonna Learn uh, introduces... Royce to five nine. Well, I think maybe he's guested on tracks in the past, but I haven't yeah. really noticed his rapping. I think he's really great, and I want to check out his stuff more. Yeah, well, let's take a listen. If y'all against talking reparation, then I'm not against the thought of separation. Why the politicians in the white and privilege act us is different from segregation? That's funny, bro. Segregation is being told where I'm gonna go. Separation is being woke and going wherever I want to go. Uh, that's actually one of my sound samples. Uh, yeah. Royce to five nine, just very eloquently explaining the difference between segregation and separation. Uh, also timely for right now. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes, um, uh, so sometimes people like to use the word self segregate. Um, to like to refer to like sort of you know black communities or places where there aren't white people, um, mm-hmm. as if white people aren't doing the exact same thing, um, and uh, yeah, that obviously like the difference is agency, um, but I hadn't heard it like put so like kind of succinctly before. Yeah. Him, well, l- let's read the the lyric a little mm-hmm. closer. Here it is. Uh, so he's saying, while the politicians that are white and privileged ask how is this different from segregation, that's funny, bro. Segregation is being told where I'm going to go. Separation is being woke and going wherever I want to go. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty prosaic lyric, but his delivery is really musical, I think. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm kind of amazed at how he makes the exposition of that of that lyric kind of sing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, also I can, I can recommend a book on this topic, um, that I read back when I was teaching and TAing, um, when I was reading books on pedagogy and whatnot, uh, by Beverly Daniel Tatum, uh, called why are all the black kids sitting together in the cafeteria and other conversations yeah. about race. And it, uh, tackles a lot of those issues head on those, like that kind of the, quote unquote self segregating thing. Um, and it's, it's not just written to educators either. So if people are interested and have some free time on their hands for whatever reason, uh, check that out. What's that out. called again? Uh, Oh, the book. Oh, why are all the yeah. black kids sitting together in the cafeteria and other conversations about race? Cool. Uh, also, uh, my recent episode with, uh, Joe Siemens, on uh get up in the cool oh you got joe um, siemens that guy's cool uh, well you listened to that episode did i did i <laughs> you listened to it and you were like wow that's so good <laughs> oh no i do i remember that now yeah sorry <laughs> yeah did you know about him before that or 
did I introduce did him I? to you through Get Up in the Cool, and now you're telling me that you knew about him all. Cameron, <laughs> I'm getting old. I couldn't tell you one way or the other. <laughs> anyway, Joe Siemens is white. I just really pulled uh, at Joe Biden there, didn't I? He operates in a lot of non-white spaces, and he also hosts um, or participates in, facilitates somehow, uh, white caucuses in Seattle. Uh, and we were talking about it and sort of addressed the elephant in the room, which is... Uh, we're talking about a white only space. Like, is this even okay? Like that's a red flag, you know? And he's like, well, uh, depends on what colors the robes are. (laughs) He's like, so many spaces are already whites only, even if they're not technically labeled that Uh way. And the whole point of a white caucus, or at least in this context is, um, to discuss and to work, do the emotional labor of, uh, unpacking our, racial bias without having to trigger uh people of color around us or and implicitly like force them into uh becoming labor. educators or emotional laborers yeah yeah so yeah so i i thought that was interesting you know because like not all white folks are able to pay for their racial education not that you necessarily have to pay Mm -hmm. for it a lot of it's free but to have it curated for you um you know is 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 tricky so i think that's yeah an interesting idea at the same time i've also heard people criticize groups like surge uh showing up for racial justice which is i i guess those groups are often wait what's surge or maybe by design they're all white um i don't know but i've heard people like criticize those too because of like lacks of lacking accountability so i don't know like there's no easy answer but um yeah anyway all that is to say the the idea of segregation versus separation and uh the agency and the purpose and the intention behind those very different things which have which look similar Mm -hmm. yeah so I, i appreciate that yeah yeah good job Good job, Royce to five nine. I'm assuming Royce is five feet nine inches tall. Which is a very that's a very interesting thing to choose as your stage name too. Especially yeah. considering like there's a lot of stigma attached to shorter men. Um I think particularly perhaps, perhaps there are already too many Lils in the in the rap world. That's a good point, but that's often an, a reference to like youth rather than like stature. And uh I don't know, there's like I I I haven't encountered this personally but i i have heard that there is often like especially for dating or in issues of attracting uh sexual partners or um being uh, like feeling attractive yourself like there can be a lot of stigma attached to sh- men that are not like six feet tall wait wait nathan nathan what nathan what huh what if it's what if it's not his height that's <laughs> five feet nine inches okay okay cameron <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the ultimate brag okay <laughs> yeah he's five foot ten inches tall and <laughs> <laughs> do your dick hang low does it wobble to and fro can you tie it in a knot can you uh, tie it in a bow going back to the old dick well <laughs> Duh. The box i don't <laughs> like the way you put that <laughs> Cameron Dickwell is unpleased and he's going to call you up. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dickwell and I'm here to talk to you about real estate. Um let's listen to some more Royce to 59. Uh there's just some really good flow here where he he has like clever 
rhythm with where his line breaks land. Like he he ends the rhyme at interesting places, like a little bit later, a little bit after the bar, or a little bit before. So play play that sound sample, and we'll try to. Break Is it, it down a the little one bit. that says "cool rhythm"? No, the other one. Very clever. Where the line break rhymes happen. Okay, here we go. Walking across a suicidal tightrope intentionally While the demon's coming out of me Wifey's on the side of me talking sense into me Without she, I feel incomplete mentally She's been sent to me right there since 9-6 Worst nightmare to side chick Some things are just meant to be Yeah, specifically the way he sings Sense into me Talking sense into me That the rhyme doesn't complete Until a little bit later than you think it's going to And then just meant to be at the very end it ends it ends it prematurely yeah i mean and, if, if you're talking about the fuller rhyme i mean there's tons of uh more internal rhymes uh yeah, just to the absolutely. syllable me well i guess he repeats the word me but he says wifey on the side of me talking sense into me without she yeah. i feel incomplete mentally she's been yeah. sent to me she yeah but yeah you're yeah right. play, play one more time so people can listen yeah a suicidal tightrope intentionally while the demon's coming out of me wifey's on the side of me talking sense into me without she i feel incomplete mentally she's been sent to me right there since nine six worst nightmare to side chicks some things are just meant to be worst nightmare to side chicks that's a fucking great lyric that is very good <laughs> oh man i'm really yeah i want to check this guy out uh, is he the one that's and dead then, i don't think so i mean this album just came out there's there's at least one person on this album that's featured posthumously. Interesting. Music to be murdered. Uh, on the Wikipedia, it just says born July 5th, 1977. Okay, so maybe it's not him. Uh, it says years active 1950, uh, 1995 <laughs> to present. 1955. <laughs> yeah. He old. He's one of the have we talked about Dolomite is my name, by the way? No. The movie? So, uh, yeah, the Netflix movie. Uh, sorry if uh, you can hear my son. Which one? You got more than one now. Got to be more yeah, specific. Uh, the baby one. Oh, the one that, who, yeah. who, <laughs> who should be crying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Although I will say, I will admit this, like, so Theo, like when he gets tired, my, my five-year-old, he, uh, <laughs> he will cry pretty easily. And like, if he like, I don't know, like trips or drops something or messes up on an art project or something like, uh, just very readily will cry in like a, I need you to pay attention to me kind of way. And so like, mm-hmm. it, it, <laughs> he was crying in the, in the tub, uh, and I was like, kind of ignoring it and then i he kept crying and i was like all right i'll go check him out and tell him to shut up mm. and then i came into the bathroom and his like he, there was just blood like all over it because oh. he had like grabbed my razor oh no and i was like oh no i'm a terrible dad oh no <laughs> anyway dolomite is my name um at the uh at the end in like the uh the, the cards at the end saying like Dolomite went on to, you know, make this many movies and uh, et cetera, and become the highest grossing black exploitation film star or whatever. Um, uh, one of them says that like a lot of the early rappers and MCs like credit 
those movies as sort of like where like the their main inspiration for kind of inventing hip hop. Mm. So anyway, that's a really fun movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Eddie Murphy, it's nice to see Eddie Murphy. You're like really show up. <laughs> he hasn't <laughs> just not pedal garbage. He hasn't shut up or I don't not shut up. He hasn't shown up in a while. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, Norbit and whatnot. Oh, he showed Meet up for Dave. Norbit. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, I have one other sound sample in here. This is cool rhythm. I don't remember what it is. Hmm. Uh, let's find out. Hopefully together. it's actually Eminem. Let's go on a voyage of discovery together. That is a cool rhythm, Cameron. I agree with you. Yeah, at the end there. Uh, so he's. I thought the whole thing was cool. Like, why would I even like make a diss track for you know these rappers who are. Uh, who who can't rap on beat, and then he he's explaining that they can't even figure out where their words should hit the kick and the snare, but he's stretching out the rhythm to be arrhythmic while he does it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I appreciate that, and he he does it in a, in a way that's would be would be hard to transcribe or to copy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, the next track is one of those Alfred Hitchcock uh, things. So why don't we listen to it? How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> His voice is so funny. My name is Alfred Hitchcock, and this is music to be murdered by. Hitchcock. I hardly know cock. It is okay. mood music in a jugular <laughs> vein. So why don't you relax? I like I like that he always sounds like uh, he just had a tiny tiny stroke and half his face is paralyzed. Is Droopy Dog <laughs> based based on Alfred Hitchcock? No, I think Alfred Hitchcock based his voice on Droopy Dog. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm gonna look it up on Wikipedia. Oh, and- shit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to your murder, <laughs> Hitchcock. Nope. It doesn't. Wikipedia doesn't say anything about uh, about Droopy Dog being based on Hitchcock. It is mood music in a jugular vein. Hmm. Yeah, that's a uh, that's certainly hmm. something that you can say. Yeah, <laughs> those are certainly all words. Uh, those remind on me of Facebook. Words. There, there are certain things. Obviously, Facebook's garbage, but there are certain well, yeah. th- things that I really appreciate about how it's set up. So a thing that people do is they'll comment on a post with a link to a group. Um, and the link to the group might be an actual private Facebook group, or it might be just there. Uh, so that like when you actually type out this sentence, like it, it just sort of, it's in bold and it's a link and it just adds emphasis. Uh, one of my favorite ones is, um, are the straights okay? Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is like, if you see something like overbearingly heterosexual, you can like just link that group there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one of my favorite ones is, yes, those are certainly all words. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That sounds like uh, 
sort of the same idea as subreddits. Some good ones there. Yeah. There's one that's like, uh, there's a subreddit that's dedicated to awful taste, but great execution. <laughs> that can be very entertaining. Hmm. Uh, there's one that I really appreciate called on Facebook called uh, Fleshlights with Threatening Auras. <laughs> i had to unfollow it eventually because it was just like i can't handle this in my feed too many too many toothy fish yeah (sighs) oh boy uh those kind of nights you want to talk about that uh this is the ed sheeran (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) where ed sheeran once again tries to convince us that he definitely has sex (laughs) (laughs) oh boy He's a and he's a bad boy. Be Such she's a bad from Cleveland, boy. but she's a bingo. This chick is catty. Is that a miniskirt? If it's a maxi, that's the shortest thing for a dress. Cincinnati. She said, "Fuck off and throw a liquor at me." It's one of those kind of nights. If you wanna go hard tonight, well then the smoke and the bottle are on me. Slip into the red dress you like. When we arrive, we probably won't leave. Oh boy. He oh. <laughs> he tries to force the rhyme. From tonight to I. <laughs> um, uh, I'm beginning to dislike Ed Sheeran. There, I said it. Oh, uh, you're just now starting? I have been uh, completely indifferent to him and have been ignoring him for my entire life. Uh, and just now, today, listening to this song, I'm, say- I'm starting to think to myself, I don't think I like this guy that much. Seems kind of like an annoying, weird Muppet. Yeah, uh, I think his lyrics are really bad, um, and the ge- the general vibe is pretty bad. I don't mind his voice, but it's hard to separate it from everything else. He seems really smarmy. Yeah. They do love, those British, though, they do love their smarmalade, don't they? Is he British? Isn't he? I don't, I mean, he was on Game <laughs> of Thrones. I'm asking you. He's on Game of Thrones. Like all those, all those people have, like, the... Uh, British accents. Oh, Hello. Yeah. I keep forgetting that he was I'm on. I'm Arya Stark. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to my castle. You know, like that. Uh, he is English, yes. He's from Halifax, uh, West Yorkshire, England, if you can believe that. I kind of like this song, kind of. It's about Eminem going to a club to uh, to pick up someone to have sex and it's kind of cute because, well, the female character actually kind of has agency in it, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. it actually <laughs> seems like she's pretty down and isn't just going to be used necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of DTF. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Seems all right. Seems better than it's a lot not- of these, like, songs about going to pick up someone at a club. Yeah, it's, like, a little objectifying, but it feels like it's objectifying in an egalitarian way. Mm-hmm. Like it's not hard to imagine that she's getting the same thing out of it. Um, because um, uh, they have this sort of meet cute where uh, he says, I'm checking out uh, this chick. And then she says, I am too. Um, oh, that's right. Cause she's by objectifying this woman together at this club because she's bisexual. And, um, yeah, it's like I don't know. It's kind of interesting, you know. Two, two thousand twenty Eminem. Yeah, he's yeah. S- he's starting to learn a little bit. Um, yeah, this is the least homophobic he's been. <laughs> you know what? I think you're right. 
And he also doesn't go for the low-hanging fruit of, like, uh, you know, a lesbian fantasy. Or saying he's going to, like, try to convert her because of how good right. his dick is or whatever. Yeah, he's just, like, kind of accepts <laughs> that, like, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't inform his fantasy necessarily other than him just kind of being into her and her general vibe and being able to relate to her in her objectification of this other woman. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. This it's kind of interesting. It has layers. It's not perfect. And he's still just kind of, his attitude is just kind of crass and disrespectful. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, do you want to play that sound sample? I do. Where it is revealed. You know my songs. That's only awesome. Mine, Marshall. What's going on? <laughs> Seriously though, jokes aside, how you doing? You straight? She said, No, I'm by. She said, Are you drunk? I said, No, I'm high. I'm checking out the chick. She said, So am I. What's in the cup? Let me see. Uh, ri- musically, that's pretty catchy too. And I like the idea of coming up and saying, Hey, are you straight? <laughs> yeah, I also like yeah. that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, where did this come from? <laughs> you know, that's a great question. Where did this come from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, then Ed Sheeran has sex and he's super sexy. He definitely has had sex. That's and he smokes and drinks. Wow. And he's a ba- he's a cool bad boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Imagine a teddy bear that was going bald, but had also red hair, but was also a Muppet somehow. And that, and imagine how sexy that is. That's Ed Sheeran. Should we, should we move on? This next song is probably my favorite on the album. Okay. In Too Deep. Without you, we're sneaking out to meet at cheap hotel rooms. Uh, sex in the car, then I'll text you tomorrow. Do I question it? Nah, no objection at all. Because both of us are still involved. So as I'm peeling off, all I'm thinking about is I'm not happy here. Yeah. With her. Rather have you. It's like a tea paint song. Rather have me yeah. too. But you're not actually sounds a lot like a t-pain song especially that chorus really does yeah you're right those like stacked harmonies yeah which is why part of the reason why i like it do you want to synopsize this song yeah uh it's about a toxic relationship and it opens with the lines this could never work is what we said at first uh and then he claims to say that whatever this is it's working but it obviously is not working and the chorus goes, I'm not happy here, nah, with her. Rather have you, rather have me too. And it's like this whole thing. And then yeah, he's like so cheating and stuff. Both both parties uh, in this affair have other people that they're keeping this affair a secret from. Uh, and it's getting more and more serious and it's becoming less of a fling. At one point, Eminem says, I don't know if I'm cheating on her with you or cheating on you with her um, or the other way around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that would have been made more sense. Um, and uh, but I think the storytelling is just actually pretty good uh, in it. And there even even though it's about dishonesty and making disrespectful choices to your partner, you know, and like not necessarily being a stand-up person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it once again, it has it has this edge to it that's 
it feels respectful and human and, and empathetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically because Eminem, uh, do you want to play the, the sample that says this is interesting? I do. Cause we could never be each other's everything. You got a wedding ring, so it's him instead of me. But I'll be your second string now and forever because it's him instead of me, but I'll be your second string now hmm. and forever. Because where is this coming from? This I is know, not an right? Eminem attitude at all. This is what happened to Eminem? Field. I don't know. This is kind of what we've wanted from Eminem this whole time. Yeah. This is like. He's- down to the wire he's finally like coming through with any kind of personal growth it's crazy like where did this come it's out of nowhere (laughs) yeah and it's like he's talking he's telling a story about a toxic situation and about non-consensual polyamory but there's an element that does feel like his relationship with the person he's having an affair with is consensual polyamory like there's an element there that's like non-misogynistic mm-hmm. you know he's like he's saying yeah i get it that y- i don't get to have you but i don't care uh and i he's saying that like he that romance doesn't have to be this all-encompassing exclusive thing uh and that it doesn't have to be about dominance mm-hmm. one way or the other which is what most of the rest of his songs are kind of about yeah like je- really jealousy and, and being like possessiveness uh, possessive yeah. and crazy um and mm. abusive and it's really interesting uh that in this song that's about unfa- being unfaithful that there's also this super positive kind of element and respect in it uh yeah that's really interesting especially to hear from him yeah cameron i think i think i like this album is starting is kind of changing my opinion about Eminem. Like the last couple albums have been like a real slog. We saw like these tiny, tiny, like millimeters of progress, but also big steps back, like using the R word all of a sudden out of nowhere. And I was just like getting so tired. I was like, I'm tired of Eminem's shit. I'm tired of him just like being a shithead. And like his one trick for his one trick pony persona is just like being a sort of edgelord shithead. And now he's like coming up with kind of nuanced songs and like yeah more like positive things and he seems like he's gotten a lot more mature like what happened to him i don't know i don't know yeah i mean once again you know it's an album that's too long yeah it's not the most offensive you know but there's some things in it that kind of suck to hear and mostly what's offensive about it is that there's a lot of boring stuff on this album yes but the things that are awesome is that he's he's having pretty awesome guest rappers and then a couple songs where he's like doing some storytelling that's uh, boundary pushing Mm -hmm. for himself and i think just for his listeners and like he's actually kind of agreeing to be in the same era as the rest of us yes he's like encouraging other folks to (laughs) join us you know he's like i guess i can finally move into 2020 (laughs) And I've been in 1999 I, for so long. <laughs> the thing I, another thing I respect about it is that he's not being woke. He's not virtue signaling at all. 
he's still telling stories that are very complicated and he's telling he's inhabiting characters that are making mistakes and are messy and uh are profoundly imperfect but there's these little elements of the storytelling that where the assumptions are different Mm -hmm. and i really appreciated that and i it makes me way more interested and way i mean that's the difference it's like are you just storytelling is this fiction and am i you know he would accuse us of taking it too seriously sometimes but it's like if it sounds like it's coming from a pretty honest and uncritical place uh then we're gonna assume that you're just being callous uh Mm -hmm. and that there's an element of truth to you know uh these stories that you're telling but when there's these like moments of humanity in there it's like yeah i'll i'll put up with this uh the these unsavory elements because there's growth and there's some sort of promise of a character arc for this like little shithead (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly oh man yeah good for you em uh, you have a sound sample that says more dad jokes. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. Let's find out. Can't wait. Thinking about us. Because now when we get home, we get jealous of each other being someone else's. Call us Long John Silvers because we sell fish. There it is. Oh, my God. Call us Long John Silvers because we sell fish. Oh, that is a primo dad joke. Oh. God damn. That's. And you would know, Mr. Double Dad. <laughs> That's me. Double D, we call him. Uh, this kind of reminds me of... Did you see Striking Vipers, uh, the first episode on the newest season of Black Mirror? No, I kind of gave up on Black Mirror, more or less. I mostly don't like the show. Uh, I mean, I've only seen a few episodes, and I guess I've seen the bad ones. Um, mm-hmm. But there's this episode uh, w- uh, where it's a VR game and it's Anthony Mackie and someone else. Uh, I actually don't really know who it is. He's in this new, it's, it's the, the lead of the new, um, God, I'm doing a terrible job. A Christopher Nolan movie, the lead of the new Christopher Nolan movie. Oh, I'm sure. Wait, uh, <clears throat> what's the new one? The new one that's about to come out. That's oh. like, a, some sort of like time travel heist movie or something. Okay. Like yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, they are like best friends and um, there's a new version of their favorite video game that they used to play all the time when they were like sort of bachelors just wasting all their time eating pizza and playing video games. There's a new version of it out uh, that's VR and it's a Mm -hmm. fighting game. It's basically just Street Fighter or Tekken or something. Um, And you sort of enter the matrix in order to play this game. And the main uh, interesting thing that happens is when they start to play this game, they start to have a love affair as these characters. Mm. Hmm. Uh, and they meet clandestinely in this game to have this affair. Um, and I think they both separately have monogamous relationships, but they realize that they have this one area that they kind of of connection that they kind of can't deny. Um and it's really and the way that they uh navigate their relationship and their boundaries and their uh, their separate relationships uh is really interesting hmm. um 
and it kind of kind of reminds me of this. So, so it's a real like broke back video game kind of thing. It's basically that. But in the video game, uh, one of them is a woman and one of them is a man. Oh, God. Like, Thank you. Avatars. As long as it's not gay. Phew. <laughs> there is a moment where they say, does this mean we're gay? <laughs> I'm laughing at that, but that's also like, that's the kind of like question that Black Mirror can have fun with, with that premise. Yeah. That, that actually sounds like a pretty good episode of Black Mirror. I forgot I, if you said it was good. I really good or not. appreciated it. Yeah. Um, there's also just like a, <laughs> there's a few moments where <laughs> the non Anthony Mackie character. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he's called in the credits? Uh, he's the one whose name I don't know. Sorry. The Christopher Nolan lead. Um, he, he plays the, he has the woman va- a- a- avatar in the video game. Mm-hmm. And he's just like the one who's kind of all in and who's like less of like a, I don't know monogamous like uh dad character like anthony mackney anthony mackie Mackie, anthony mackie anthony mackie's character is um and so he's he's trying to like i don't know like (laughs) is it yaya abdul mateen uh the second uh i i don't know i keep telling you i don't know his name oh okay oh 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 it's that's the guy from watchmen is it the guy from watchmen oh interesting I haven't seen Watchmen. <gasps> you I don't Watchmen. have HBO. Oh, you gotta. So good. And I'm and I'm bad at finding internet trucks and things that drop off them. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh there, there's all these scenes where that character is like <laughs> being really crass and just like <laughs> trying to like say like what what about like so and so's like like his he's talking about his avatar's character it's like what about her, her pussy he's like talking uh, dirty to his best friend about <laughs> like his avatar's like <laughs> genitalia and it's like really weird uh, <laughs> like it's a really strange dynamic uh but it's like i don't know i'm kind of into it <laughs> it's a it's very queer uh in a way that's uh it's essentially like these otherwise very straight and very straight coded uh specifically like black straight coded men are like having this um very queer experience because of this circumstance mm-hmm. um, that's interesting and finding out things about the relationship that don't uh yeah well there's more interesting i don't want to like spoil too much more about it but yeah uh, it sounds like kind of there's a, more interesting stuff in the episode so sounds like kind of a anyway. contemporary twist on like being on the dl that whole phenomenon yeah huh okay well maybe i'll give some of the black mirror stuff another shot well at least that episode yeah <laughs> the one with um the one right after it i think is pretty bad mm. it has uh the uh moriarty character from the character they have the, the character of moriarty. Who, the actor who plays moriarty <laughs> in the new sherlock holmes <laughs> <laughs> hi um, i'm moriarty and i'm here in this in this story <laughs> <laughs> it's me it's me moriarty, moriarty. <laughs> uh the last vestige of um gay panic villains hopefully <laughs> was he gay panic vill- i mean it's been i i didn't watch very much of sherlock and it's been years was he a gay panic villain i sort of feel like yeah they're like they're trying to villainize like his sort of I don't know. There's like a weird homoeroticism to him um, that they're trying to like make that they're trying to equate with creepiness in a way that like, 
I don't know. I didn't really appreciate. Wait, isn't wasn't the showrunner gay? Stephen Moffat? Yeah, isn't he gay? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, I don't care. I think his stuff is garbage. <laughs> okay, well, I, I think I think there's. I mean, there's definitely like a long and storied history of gay panic villains, uh, which is yeah. obviously very homophobic and very bad. But also, yeah, there is also a long history of of, of tropes of like sexy evil too. Uh, you see this like with femme sure. fatales and stuff in a yeah. way that feels a little less. Um, uh, a little less uh, homophobic, I guess, but also could be uh, misogynistic sometimes. Yeah, I, I guess I don't think he's a sexy evil in, in the see. context of... of uh... Anyway, his Black Mirror episode is, is shitty, I think. Stephen Moffat? He did a Black Mirror episode? Oh, my God. Which one did he do? <laughs> you know, if you were to ask me, a la Mark Maron, but paraphrasing, who are your gays? I would I would say not Stephen Moffat. <laughs> the opposite of steven moffat yeah wait he didn't do a black mirror episode what are you talking about i'm saying the guy who played moriarty oh the actor okay the actor yeah i was very confused he was in a black mirror episode and i think it's really bad and really emotionally manipulative and not nuanced i see okay i think it's a bad show with some good moments because it's got a bunch of different filmmakers who are doing it so Right. Anyway, we can't talk about this whole album. I, when we haven't been, of course. <laughs> I need to go back to my family. <laughs> but what else should we be talking about? Instead? Oh, Godzilla, uh, I think, probably, right? Okay, yeah, because of the musicianship. Yeah. Like this to my wrist, but all voices whisper My fist is ball back up against the wall Pencil drawn, this is just a song to go ballistic on You just hold a pistol on the guy with a missile launcher I'm just a Loch Ness, a mythological Quick to tell a bitch you off like a fifth of vodka When you twist the top of the bottle, I'm a monster You get in my way, I'ma feed you to the monster I'm normal during the day, but at night turn to a monster When the moon shines like ice world truck <laughs> This chorus is fun, I like yep. it <laughs> I think that's the, like uh, the posthumous credit too I think that's Juice World. yeah juice world i assume that's how it's pronounced the there's no o in the word world so unless it's juice w-r-l-d maybe it's world world juice like w-h <laughs> i guess there would be an h there i don't know uh, i don't uh, know why someone would name themselves juice world i think it's funny it is funny <laughs> there's no denying uh, that Pour, pour out, pour one out for Juice World. A juice that is. Pour a juice out for our homies. Um, so Wikipedia breathlessly talks about this song. Uh, it says Eminem's third verse on the track holds the record for the fastest verse on a charted rap song, rapping ten point six five syllables per second. Eminem surpassed his own records held by his featured verse on Nicki Minaj's song majesty where he rapped 10.3 syllables per second and his 2013 single rap god where he rapped 9.6 syllables per second as if that were any indication of like i mean it's 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 definitely like uh technique uh but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good verse but uh Uh, yeah like i it's definitely i think it's in those earlier songs i think when he raps really fast you can actually understand what he's saying and i think it's pretty impressive because even though it's too fast to comprehend somehow with his delivery and the the contour the melodic contour 
uh, in the volume and the emphasis, you can still understand it. I don't think you can actually understand this. Yeah, I agree. Other than little fragments. Do you want to play that super fast part? It's yeah, the one that I says, do. well, this is fast. Filling with the venom and eliminate him. Other words, I'm enemy. I don't want to hurt him, but I did him in a fit of rage. I'm murdering again. Nobody will have been a fit of killing him. Dumping the fucking bodies in a lake, obliterating everything. A generator in a game. I mean, I make anybody who wanted with the pen and frame. Don't nobody want it, but they're gonna get it anyway. Cause I'm beginning to feel like I'm mentally ill. I'm a killer, killer, be killer, be killer, be the vanilla gorilla. You're bringing a killer with me out of me. You don't want to be the enemy of the demon who enemy of being the receiving enemy. What stupidity it'd be? Every bit of me's the epitome of a spitter when I'm in the vicinity. Motherfucker, you better duck or you're finna be dead the minute you're an enemy. 100% of you was a fifth of a percent of me. I'm like, I mean, I got you, bitch. I'm available. You want to battle? I'm available. I'm blowing a blanket, inflatable. I'm undebatable. I'm unavoidable. I'm unavoidable. I'm on the toilet. I got a trailer full of money and I'm paid for. I'm not afraid to pull Man, you stop. did? I didn't. I, I I didn't understand the first section of it, but I think I understood like four fifths of that. That's more like, than I got in, in real time. For, I was gonna say it feels uncannily like um, listening, overhearing a conversation in a language that you're not entirely fluent in, <laughs> or is like has a different accent than you're used to, where you catch like every third or fourth word, and you're like, oh, I know that, but. I don't understand how it fits into the whole thing or what else is going on or what the other words are. I, th- I think he's, I think it helps that he, what he's rapping about is all pretty predictable. He's just like mm. bragging. It's just a brag rap. And I don't think he's saying anything very interesting. Mm-hmm. Every bit of me is the epitome of a spitter. When I'm in the vicinity, motherfucker, you better duck or you finna be dead the minute you run into me, 100%, et cetera, and on and on. Mm-hmm. There's a moment earlier on in the song where I think the it's slower, but the phrasing is actually really impressive, which is what I'm interested in as a music nerd. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the acrobatics are impressive of that, what we just listened to, but, you know, musically. I, there's a reason he doesn't do it all the time. <laughs> I'll say that. Yes, exactly. Um, wait, were you setting up a sound sample? Yeah, the one that says kind of amazing phrasing. Okay, here we go. I tell a bitch I'm Mary of Shabaria, face of my genital area. The original Richard Ramirez, Christian Rivera, cause my lyrics never sit well, so they wanna give me the chance. Like a paraplegic, and it's scary, call it Harry Carry, cause every time I'm digging Harry Carry, I'm Mary, a motherfucking dictionary on. I'm swearing up and down, they can spit this shit's hilarious. It's time to put these bitches in the obituary column. We wouldn't see eye to eye with a staring problem, get the shaft like a staring column. That's pretty amazing. That is good, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the. Where the. The groupings are like extremely syncopated. Uh, yeah, it's like a jazz solo. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't necessarily. I wasn't necessarily like listening to the content very much there of of the lyrics because I was just hearing the music of it. I like, but, like if I were to if I were to hear that as a drum solo, I would enjoy it. Yes, <laughs> I like that he yeah. says Kazari, Tom, Dick, and Harry carry a Merriam motherfucking dictionary on. I'm swearing up and down they can spit this shit's hilarious. That's great. That is a good diss. That's wonder. That's lovely. Yeah, it's that's like a lovely thing to rap. <laughs> these posers like carry dictionaries around and say that they can rap. Well, I mean, it's a little bit ironic considering like Eminem like drilled himself early on in his career. That's like, literally what he did. Essentially yeah. doing exactly that. <laughs> but I guess he didn't do it like in in performance or in public that I know of at least. He he did it like a practice, like as a technique, the way like a musician might play scales or uh, like what etudes or whatever. Yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, shall we talk about maybe like one or two more? Yeah. Uh, okay. So there's a Macklemore reference in "Leaving Heaven." I think "Leaving Heaven" is actually an interesting song because it's he's kind of flirting with saying, "I don't have white privilege." <laughs> Mm, mm-hmm. 
So he uses the word woke in a way that's a little confusing. I feel like he's just talking about literally being awake. Yep. Uh, But he's also in this song sort of talking about uh, that he's sort of an irredeemable kind of bad person because of his background. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, just grammatically it's and uh, semantically, it's hard to figure out what's going on. I'm not coming back. I didn't told you. I told the woke me to go to sleep, but still they keep on provoking me. So is he saying like the more progressive or advanced part of him he told to go to sleep? Yeah, maybe. But, but then the why? Well, then who's provoking him? Uh, these these fuckers. These fuckers, Cameron. That that's who. I'm surprised you missed yeah. that. He says it right there. I don't think it doesn't really track for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who he's talking about. <laughs> So he talks about when he was five or six, uh, first time he got his ass kicked uh, by Malcolm, Isaac, and, and Boogie. Boogie. <laughs> uh, not Boogie. He took his tricycle, and he says, and I don't know if I would call that white privilege. Yeah. So here's something. I've been running into this lately, white people who have a chip on their shoulder. Um, and you don't believe in the concept of white privilege because there are... It's a very white privilege white, thing to do. <laughs> right. There are white people who are profoundly marginalized. Yes. Because there are so many ways to be marginalized. Yes. And I would go so far as to say that there are white people who are much more marginalized than certain black people or people of other races or ethnicities yeah uh, it, well i mean i mean oprah di- oprah is like pretty wealthy and pretty famous sure. and you know pretty privileged. <laughs> hmm. i mean there's all sorts of different kinds of privilege there's economic privilege uh there is generational privilege right uh there is a being able there's being straight, there's being cis, like there's so many things, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but the problem is when white people, they get mad at being called privileged because they're white, because they're uh, underprivileged in so many other ways, um, especially poor white folks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it's not that, <laughs> well, first of all, I think that those other areas of marginalization need to be taken really seriously. And yes. they often aren't. And poor white people are often used as a scapegoat for um, systemic issues when they shouldn't be. Yeah. They're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and their racism is part of lar- a larger problem that uh, uh, more canny, like powerful, actually privileged people are uh, responsible for. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem in interfacing with like poor white folks or other marginalized white people is when they won't accept white privilege, it's like the only thing you need to accept is that if you weren't white, this would be even harder for you. (laughs) Yeah. It's not that hard. It's not that hard of a concept, you know, like that's, that's all we're saying. It doesn't mean that you're more privileged than any 
given black person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's, I. But um, yeah, like the the rhetoric is so. I mean, the identity of race is so alluring and so all encompassing for some people that they can't accept that they can um, eschew this this part of them whiteness because they think that uh, it's all of who they are. When it's like, no, you're so many things. You have so many identities, you know, mm-hmm. that like, and just this one that you think is the most important is not. Um, and it is the, and it is a thing that does give you privilege, even if you're uh, absolutely underprivileged in every other way. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's my soapbox. And that's often the way I feel around Eminem. He, I, he, he flirts with it. He, he really does always lean into it. But yeah, because it's like, yeah, you got beat up, but you grew up in like poverty in a underprivileged, like underserved area of the country and of a city. And you were surrounded by people who were underserved and stuff. And to say that you got beat up and your trike stolen and say like, that doesn't sound like white privilege. You're just you're pointing out that everyone around you is not privileged you're not saying anything specifically about white privilege. Yeah. It's just, it's bizarre. Like I'm sure there were lots of uh, black kids also around him that were getting their trikes stolen too. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, he also, uh, he doubles down on this and mentions Macklemore, which I think is interesting because we've drawn some, (laughs) some comparisons. What we talk about when we talk about Macklemore. Yes. Um, And uh, yeah, I think this uh, lyric is interesting. Do you want to play that sound sample? I'm trying to. There it is. Yep. Okay, so while Macklemore was keeping his room nice and neat, yeah. I was getting my ass beat twice <laughs> a week, what? looking for a place for the night where I could sleep. Yeah. Slipping sofa cushions open, just trying to see if I could find some change and scrape up a bite to eat. If denying me, find a couple times a piece. So he's talking about like serious trauma, and uh, I feel like what he's trying to say is that macklemore has found his own kind of success and acceptance because ultimately he has privilege he has actual privilege like it, this is i think where eminem's coming from he thinks that macklemore's privilege is real and that he had like economic privilege of not having like the trauma of being in poverty yeah um and that makes him uh more accessible because he um is less angry Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of what he's getting at. And I think that's an interesting point. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, uh, yeah, Eminem's a multimillionaire. Yes. He's so <laughs> wealthy. He's so wealthy now. Yeah. I yeah, I, I and, do like uh, that he, he references one of the more cringy verses from uh, Macklemore. Uh, it's it's referenced. It's, a, it's a annotated in the, in the genius here. In the song, Same Love, Macklemore says, when I was in the third grade, I thought that I was gay because I could draw, my uncle was, and I kept my room straight. <laughs> yeah, that is a really cringy song. It's, um, I, I haven't listened to the whole thing, but just those four lines are incredibly cringy. Uh, I, do, I do kind of like I that he says, keep my thing. room straight. As like, right. <laughs> that's kind of fun. Yeah. I hope he did that on purpose. Uh, yeah. I think Macklemore is like fairly self-aware, but he's definitely like centering himself in that song. I don't know. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm making it all about me. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a great uh, we it's probably talked about on the show before, but um, uh, there's a great like Lonely Island uh, rap song uh, about gay rights. I don't I don't remember what it's called. I'll link it in the, in the show notes, but uh it's this essentially the song same love by macklemore except for it just slowly keeps getting taken over by <laughs> the the singer trying to assert that he's an ally not gay <laughs> uh, oh oh i think i might yeah. have seen it a long time ago yeah. it's yeah. uh it's really funny and i think really perceptive because uh <laughs> people are <laughs> People are showing their true colors by needing to assert their heterosexuality, which mm-hmm. is a social construct uh, and isn't real. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, uh, what else should we talk about? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm like running out of steam over here. Running out of gas. Um, uh, yeah, me too. Is there... I mean, there's there's more to t- there's like some weird stuff. There's a song called Marsh, that's kind of like about how he's an outer space alien. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Darkness put he like puts himself into the mindset of a mass shooter. He actually, I mean, he he has songs that are about things on this album. That's true. Which is like a nice change of pace from him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we don't have to like listen to it necessarily, but in the song darkness, which again is just track eight. Um, it's like the whole second half of this album is like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's got a song called little engine. Yeah. It's, I don't it's a know. Weird it's a, album. Yeah. He <laughs> has <laughs> yeah, a song. It's basically like, I'm the little engine that could, he doesn't say that, but that's basically what it is. It's like, I don't know. This is a, it's basically Make- Eminem's version of that that vine that went around a while back where the greeting card and he's like, Yo, I'm a train with a face and I'm coming your way. Choo choo, <laughs> motherfucker. It's your motherfucking birthday. Yeah, it's essentially that. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, the song Darkness, basically it's if I read it right, it's him doing a mass shooting at his own concert. Oh, I don't know if I picked up on that part. Let's uh let's take a listen. Yeah, maybe we should talk about it and then call yeah. it there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> The cold 45, I'ma need something stronger. If I pop any caps, it better be off of vodka. Round after round after round, I'm getting loaded. That's a lot of shots, huh? Darkness, I don't wanna be alone in the darkness. Yeah. I don't wanna be alone in the darkness. I don't wanna be alone in the darkness. No, I th- I think he's um it's specifically the Las Vegas shooter. Okay. Because he says, he says, feels like I'm loathing in Las Vegas. Haven't got the Vegas why I'm lost. Oh, and it also has like um, uh, sound samples from TV reporting about that shooter at Mandalay Bay. So he's pretending to be the Las Vegas shooter? I think so. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's saying, uh, I should get ready for the show now. Wait, is this the whole crowd? Uh, et cetera. And then he says, um, uh, you can't murder a show nobody's at, but then hmm. people show up and then yeah starts doing it. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's an interesting song. I don't know if it. I feel like the sound samples are more affecting than the actual song. Yeah, I I think I agree. Uh, he doesn't really like say much about it. 
I mean, there's a also, lot of like, focus on details. Also, it's sort of misinterpreting the like the sound of silence. I think. Yes, uh, but <laughs> not the original. Just... It's like a cover of of it. Yeah. Do you remember uh, when Disturbed did a, a cover of Sound of Silence? I and never people were heard like, of "This is so good." I'm like, "Really?" I never heard of the what? <laughs> it's like a couple years ago, and like it, it, like people like my mom were sharing it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm linking it in the show notes. Oh my god. Uh, well, I think that's going to about do it for yeah, us, huh? <laughs> I think I have conclusively run out of any momentum. Who boy. On uh, this particular episode and in this season, wherein we have discussed the albums of Eminem, the studio albums in chronological order. That's what the show is. <laughs> it's true. It's hard to argue with that. Uh, I don't know where we're going from here. We haven't really decided. Uh We'll probably do a couple of palate cleansers because those are fun to do. We mm-hmm. have an Alanis Morissette album coming up that I'm That's excited true. to check out. Yeah. Might not come out till June or May. I forget when. Uh, there was yeah, some dis- discussion of us talking about Macklemore. He's only got four albums. Maybe um, we should do that. I mean, maybe we should talk about Macklemore as a fun, or do we? <laughs> maybe we could do like a couple palate cleansers and then do macklemore and then take a long break from white rappers <laughs> but i think it'd be yeah. interesting to keep the conversation going a little bit longer yeah yeah i think that might be good yeah so thanks for listening everyone uh, as we work through all of eminem together together we are stronger and uh, i think right yeah. at the end he kind of surprised us and demonstrated some growth which is what we've been wanting from him this whole time Um, yes so uh so thanks very much everyone you can visit us online at boxset.website you can email us at email at boxset.website tweet us at tobias podcast uh you can write us a review on itunes did you know that you can do it it's totally free you can uh you can and um this is generally the part where i say you can uh support us help us make the show um continue making the show but probably if you have any extra money i would say just go ahead and donate it to people who are in more need of it than us um because uh we're fairly lucky in our circumstances right now and there are a lot of people who are not yeah um but how about how about sign up first thing when this all calms down yeah yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, you can listen to Cameron's other podcast called Get Up in the Cool, which is about... Oh, I wish you would. And you should support that. Yeah, you should support that. I am an that. artist who needs money. <laughs> yeah. Cameron is also an artist that is... Uh, and my art, times. my guests are artists who need, some, who need money. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And for for that matter, sign up on pitchforkbanjo.com and learn how to play the banjo. You don't have anything better to do right now. Yeah. Just learn, learn how to play learn the an banjo. an instrument. <laughs> If you don't have a banjo, just just pretend. Just mime. You'll learn mime and banjo at the same time. And then you'll be a hit at the party. People love both of those things so much. Uh, They're not proverbially unpopular or anything. Okay. Yes. I'm done. I'm done. Until next <laughs> week when we're talking about whatever we're talking about. I've been Nathan Hunt. And uh, good luck out there, everyone. I've been Cameron DeWitt. And... I guess I'm going to say a joke after you say something very sincere. I'm horny on the main for Chewbacca. (laughs) Cameron, I'll let you in a little secret. I couldn't think of it. I couldn't remember any callbacks, so I just decided to go sincere.
<laughs> and that's me. I'm exploiting the COVID-19 situation for my own benefit in this tiniest of ways. To save face, to you're, save a, you're face. a monster. I am a monster. <laughs> well, I'm a mo- I've been in an un- and I'm a monster. <laughs> Jesus. Well, anyway, uh, happy fatherhood. Yeah, thanks. Call call me Daddy Cams. Ooh, Daddy Daddy Hands, or maybe Daddy's Cam. Daddy's Cam, because I'm two dads now. I'm I'm a singular gay couple. <laughs> double dad. <laughs> I'll just call you Double D, short for Double Dad. Uh, very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone will know what that means. Well, duh. In the actual yeah. Episode. <laughs> oh, they must be talking about Double Dad. Mario Kart Double Dad. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, he likes it. He's laughing. <laughs> uh, oh, to laugh. It feels good you to laugh. Fool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.